0: You're listening to Pima JTED's Meet the Teacher podcast, a conversation with our instructors about our award-winning career and technical education programs. Programs designed for you, our student, to do what you love in high school. Hello, I'm your host, Greg Deanna. Today, we're going to meet our talented team of instructors who teach our medical assistant program. Ms. Betzaida novella uh, if you'd like to say hello to your future students and tell us where you teach.
1: Hi, everybody. Um, it's so great to be here today. Um, I really look forward to meeting all of you. Um, currently, I teach over uh, at
0: the Bridges campus. Okay. And Ms. Carla Lopez, say hello and tell us your campus location.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm excited to meet you guys in August. I teach at the Camino Seco location.
0: And next, we have Ms. Demi Vaughn. Time to greet your future students and tell us which campus you're from.
3: Hello, everybody. I am Ms. Vaughn, and I am from the Masterpieces Campus. Can't wait to meet you.
0: Okay, and Ms. Serres, tell us about the role of a medical assistant and what they typically do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Um, on a typical day for a medical assistant, um, you know, you would work in the clinic side by side with either a doctor or a nurse practitioner. Um, you can do things like vitals, phlebotomy, injections, um, Sometimes even wound care on special occasions or assisting with like uh, minor procedures or surgeries.
0: Okay. And Ms. Vaughn, can you speak to this, May from a personal experience? Uh, what is the pathway to becoming a medical assistant?
3: All right, so I can use myself as an example. So, myself and Ms. Edis, we are both um, alumni of the JTED Medical Assisting Program. So, we did Healthcare Foundations our junior year of high school, and then we went on our senior year to do the Medical Assisting Program. Uh, we did it for all of our senior year, and then we did an externship. And then after our externship in the summer, we did um, took our certification tests. And then from there, we were able to go on and be medical assistants.
0: And Ms. Lopez, the medical assistant program can be a springboard to other careers in medicine as well. What are some of those careers? And I'm hoping you'll share a little bit about some of your students who have gone on to pursue advanced medical degrees.
2: Absolutely. We do have, um, there is opportunity for medical office management. Um, students are able to, our medical assistants are also to able to springboard into other roles in the clinics, assisting physicians. But also we do have students in the past that have completed our programs and then went on to nursing school. We have a couple of students actually from the 2016 class that are in medical school right now at Kentucky University. So the options are limitless for the medical assistance Since the role is forever evolving and the need is high, um, students can springboard into medical assisting and get excited about higher learning and higher education.
0: Hey, Miss uh <laughs> tell us what can students expect when they walk into this program.
1: One of the things that they can expect is a big time commitment because we do meet, you know, Monday through Thursday, two forty-five to six forty-five. You know, on top of being a high school student and trying to have a personal life, it can be kind of tough. But um, you know, it's only for one year and that's, you know, the jumpstart to their career. Oh, our skills lab. Our skills lab is very exciting. Um, we have a lot of, you know, very lifelike clinical, like, um, situations and, you know, we have fake skins that they can practice on, do sutures. Um, they also
3: need to be ready to practice on each other. Yep.
1: We do,
2: of,
3: <laughs> we do a lot of work on each other. You will be drawing each other's blood, giving each other injections.
2: So geez, all of that fun stuff. <laughs> be ready. Be ready for the needles. Yes, yes. And lots of cool procedures that you could use at home, like ear lavages, um also eye irrigations. There's a multitude of clinical skill sets. And um I'm sure the ladies will agree that every year we add a little bit more because we learn a little bit more about what the field is demanding. Absolutely. Yeah. We evolve with the field.
0: Yeah, that's so important in medicine and to realize that you guys are all um, industry professionals. And let's talk a little bit about that. Ms. Lopez, can you tell us about uh, your career path to becoming a medical assistant and how many years have you been teaching and how many years were you a medical assistant?
2: Okay, so I'm going to age myself here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm about to age myself. Uh, my uh, medical assistant career is over 20 years. Um, I knew that medical system was for me because I wanted to be a part of healthcare. care. But when the patient was already home, I wanted to be a part of the team that kept them out of the hospital with the monitoring and the calls and the constant clinical reminders. And so I did that for 20 years and absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And now I've been working for JTIP for the past 11 years, uh, teaching this medical assisting program and watching these young people evolve and go out and, and grow and become nurses or become MA lifers, as I like to um, jokingly <laughs> call it, you know, becoming an MA lifer is not so bad. Because now I get to have um, the opportunity to teach everything that I love so much to these young people. And it's there's nothing more rewarding than that. But medical assisting definitely has been very good to me. Very good to me. And um, I chose it because I didn't want to do the Saturday-Sunday deal. I wanted to work the Monday <laughs> through Friday, kind of sort of bank or hours. But as, as the ladies can also attest to, that kind of changes a little bit, too. But the, um, the 11 years that I've been here with JCA have been amazing. It's been an amazing journey watching these young people grow and, um, grasp these skills and go out there and make a difference in the world, in the
0: medical world. And Ms. Edda, tell us about why you chose to become a medical assistant.
1: Um, well in high school, I didn't, I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. um, I wanted to be a nurse for a really long time, but once I heard about JTED, I was excited and I was like, okay, I really wanna to try to be a medical assistant and then see what goes from there. Um, but I was I was excited, you know, after I graduated and I got my certification, cause the externship site that I did my externship at, I actually got hired and I worked for them for six years. And it was, it was really a great, like learning experience for me because I was able to work with, um, You know the homeless population and learning the ins and out and how to treat you know that specific population and it was um it was you know a rough six years but it was really good i i learned a lot and you know especially with covid starting um i was able to you know work during that and bring those procedures and new policies into the classroom with my students now
0: and Vaughn, you've seen you know, also both sides where, you know, Carla started the program, or Miss Lopez, excuse me, you know, helped to found this program and, and you walked in as a student and now you're teaching. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: I was in this program, me and Betsy were actually in the same class, uh, graduating class. And um, the teacher at the time, Miss Palma, she's amazing. Uh, yes. She, yes. I agree. Um, I, I decided to go, I didn't work right out of um, graduating from the MA program. I went on to the U of A and I just really wanted to focus on what I was studying. I was going to school and really focus on that. And then Ms. Palmer reached out to me and she said, hey, we're opening a lab assistant position and I really want you to do it. And so um, I went to my parents and I was like, please let me take this job. Like, I don't think anyone has begged to work before. (laughs) But I was like, please let me take this job. Like, I think this is going to be really good for me. And um, they almost didn't let me do it. But then they're like, okay, like, we, as long as you stay up on your grades and everything, then you can do it. And I was like, thank you. So... I often tell my parents if you would have told me no, you would have ruined my career. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was her lab assistant. I did that for um, all throughout college, and then when I graduated college, I um, I also student taught with her my my senior year of college, and then when I graduated, Miss Palma said I. I'm not gonna work here anymore. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply for the job. And I did, and that was the best thing that I could have done. I love working here. Um, JTED is a great place, and truly my life would be completely different without it. <laughs>
0: And let's talk about, you talked about working with the homeless population, which must have been very difficult, but really medical assistants work, you know, everything from pediatrics to geriatrics. Tell us, and like all three of you, tell us about the equipment that you have, the facilities you have. How do you prepare students to work with every type of medical patient?
1: Um, I think it's very important to as instructors that we highlight at least, you know, all of those specialties. We have OBGYN as well, you know, doing non-stress tests on pregnant women, Um, you know, gastroenterology, you know, teaching them how to clean an endoscope and things like that, um, I think is very important. Um, Some of the other things we've done is um, when we go to uh, do externships, we actually Look for you know specialty clinics. We have like Pima Heart and Marana Healthcare that can vary, and you know El Rio that can vary from you know OB, pediatrics, um, internal medicine, and things like that.
3: Yes, and um, my time working as a medical assistant, I worked in pediatrics, and I think it's really important that the students realize that pediatrics isn't just like oh, it's babies. I want to work with the babies, uh, these babies are sick. So it's really important that they really understand the weight of that. And so I like that I'm able to bring that into the classroom and give them real life examples so that they understand that these aren't just babies that were, oh, they're so cute. We're playing with them. They are, they're there because they need our help.
0: And Ms. Lopez, can you tell us a little bit about, um, walk us through what type of equipment you have in your lab?
2: Our do our, we All three of our labs simulate a doctor's office from the beginning of entering to checking patients in and we really focus on bedside manners. So we have the full experience of the exam table with all of the equipment that you would have for any type of physical exam or procedure. Um, our labs are beautiful. The ladies can definitely tell you that we have um, state-of-the-art equipment everywhere from from EKG machines that are live EKG machines to halter monitors, pulmonary function testing. We have um, all of the equipment that you would need for surgical tray setup and also to sterilize and prepare those instruments for another day. So our kids, our students do get the full spectrum and they have, it's about 80% of lab time, hands-on, because it's a constant, repetitive practicum of rooming the patient and gaining that, comf- them gaining that comfort level and trust with you when you come in with five needles that you have to give them injections or you have to stick something up their nose for COVID screening. So the students do get a good, a well rounded experience. Their hands are always busy, but they're also remembering that, hey, like Ms. Vaughn said, these, people, these our patients are sick. They're not happy. So we have to make it um, as comfortable as possible for them. So we really do focus a lot on the um, bedside manner and gaining the co- the comfort level and the ease of our patients so that we can perform the procedures to have a good outcome in their healthcare, in their health. So they, they come back, but only to Yes, I feel better. Not for the constant there's no improvement. But we do. We I constantly brag about how beautiful our labs are and the in con- the limitless practicum that we offer our students and there's not just one time. No, this is not one time. You're gonna see this all year and you're gonna keep practicing it all year in different scenarios. And I like to make a bunch of different scenarios. I know the ladies have done as well, especially now with patients that, you know, are having a lot of issues with COVID and the, you know, the breathing and the difficulties and all of the mandates. It's it's really hard. It's really a good practice to teach the students that, yes, I know that it's hard to see the patient's face. And yes, we know that it's a difficult time, but we still have to remember to be gentle and gain that confidence so that the student, the medical assistant can perform all of these skills needed to help the patient's overall health.
0: And, you know, I wanted to speak to that as well. That leads to my question. We see a transformation in the students. I've worked for JTED for a long time and I walk in at the beginning of the year and I see your students and many of them are a little bit quiet and they have their head down, but throughout the year you see, you know, them walking tall, their heads are upright, their shoulders are back. They have a smile on their face. They're looking you in the eye. So each of you just tell us a little bit about, just jump in. Uh, tell us about that transformation that takes place with your students.
3: Yes. Yeah, so, um, That's one of my favorite parts of the job because I tell them you communication is the main part of your job. Patient education is super, super important. So you are going to have to speak to these patients and you're going to have to make sure that they you're sending them home with these materials. You have to make sure they understand how to use them. And it's your job to teach them how to use them. So, you need to be able to speak up, especially with masks on, it creates a whole nother barrier. So we need to make sure that your patient can hear you and they can understand what you're saying. And so watching them go from the beginning, where well, they're very quiet and you can't really hear them. right? And then throughout the year being like, okay, louder, louder, louder. And then toward the end of the year, we're like, all oh, right, this is your inhaler and this is how you use it. And so watching that transformation is always one of my favorite parts of the job, definitely.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you, Ms. Vaughn. Then they run the clinic. They're so confident. For sure.
1: Yeah, I actually had a student last week. um, When Senator Mark Kelly came in, she just she just jumped right up. She's like, "Can I draw your blood?" And I was like, (laughs) "I would be so scared," (laughs) but she did it. She got it too. Awesome.
2: Awesome.
3: Yeah.
0: It is fun to see that in the clinics when they're drawing blood and they actually draw blood, that the celebrations that go on. And so tell us about you know, how you guys inject a little bit of fun and levity into a very serious subject matter.
3: I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> so um, for blood draws, it's a big deal and it's a very serious skill, like you said, uh, but it's always their favorite part, right? I mean, it's blood. Super cool. So we start off with fake arms. And we explain the seriousness of it. We go over needle safety, all of that, Um, blood safety. Um, They know what to do if they poke themselves or anything like that. And um, so they start on the fake arms. And then once they feel like they're ready, we have them come to us and they say, we're ready for for you to watch me. So we watch them and they have to do it three times perfectly, okay? And if they do it those three times perfectly, then we're like, okay, you're ready. And then... They're like, what, <laughs> we're ready? And I was like, yeah, you're ready, go get your supplies. And they're like, I'm not. And I was like, yes, you are. Some of them are like, okay, I'm ready, let's go. And some of them are like, Ms. Vaughn, you don't understand, like, I'm not. And I'm like, yes, you are, we gotta rip off the bandaid, right? And mm. so they they get their supplies and they're shaky and all their classmates circle around to watch cause it's the first blood draw, but um, they do it and their success rate is awesome. For their phlebotomy certification, because they get dual certification, medical assisting and phlebotomy, they have to have 30 um, venipunctures punctures done throughout the year and 10 capillaries, which is their finger pokes. And um, they, at the beginning think like, oh my gosh, 30 is so much. And then they finish it and they're like, that was easy.
0: So, and, you know, of course, you must have the technical skills to land a job, but it's the professional skills that help you land a job that you really want and keep that job. Let's talk about the professional skills your students gain.
1: Um, I always like to talk about um, complex communication because I feel like the in the medical world, medical terminology is a huge part of it and understanding, you know, abbreviations and prefixes and suffixes and all their meanings of it. So uh, we integrate that into you know, our weekly um, affairs, basically we do quiz it live. Um, you terminology know, quizzes. Terminology quizzes and all that fun stuff. So they get to practice that complex communication and understand and, you know, their friends in high school, they don't know what, you know, an endoscopy is or, you know, this huge cardiomegaly um, or something like that. And, you know, it's it's it also gives them that pride, like, oh, I know what this is. You know, and and it
3: makes them feel good. I know I felt good when I was a a student. One one of my favorite parts is whenever we're going over a presentation, we talk about something. They're like, oh, I have that. (laughs) (laughs) Did the doctor tell? No. But what you just described, I have.
0: (laughs) Miss Lopez, I know in your classroom, I've seen the students recite the the MA Creed. Can you tell us a little bit about that and the uniforms that you wear?
2: The M.A. Creed um, is kind of our M.A. Pledge Allegiance. We try to keep in mind that our kids come from a long day of school. And so when they come in and they're red, nicely ironed scrubs, which we're very particular about because we want our students to look professional and we want patients to forget. That they're seventeen and eighteen years old, and just um, take them for their skill set and their professionalism. So the the M.A. Creed does help the students kind of get a little bit of clarity and remind them why we're here today. What our what our purpose is is to serve the patients that come through the door, and that we are. Um, one of my favorite verses is that um, the creed is that um, I, w- I I care about the well being of all patients. And, and so, and that you're strengthened by compassion, courage, and faith, because it takes a lot of courage to take care of patients when you're 16, 17 years old and, and do the right thing. But just like how the ladies say, you know, the ladies were saying that it's very exciting when they understand it. Right now we're in the depth of electrocardiogram and we are um, interpreting and when we're breaking down every single wave, and we're talking about what's happening during, with the heart during that wave, the lights go on. They're like, "Okay, wait a minute. I I get what you mean now. I understand." And to see them figure out how many spaces between each wave may be a preventricular contraction, and them understand and say, "Oh, so you're saying that the ventricles aren't working or they're going too fast?" And they look at their paper and they're well, "It was so awesome to leave this on the kitchen table because." My mom was like, what is this? <laughs> and I felt so excited. She said to explain it because I knew what I was talking about. And I could tell my mom, well, well, this is what happens. That means that the blood is coming in too fast. Or it means that it's coming in too slow. Or it's not coming in at all. And, and I think that would spend the most this week. I mean, every week is a, is a, is a joy. But this week, to see that complexity, like how Ms. Ms., Ms., Ms. Hereste, it's very complex. And then to turn around and explain to the patient... Okay, this is what we look like, what's happening. Doctor will come in to give you more. But the MA walking away and understanding that they have PVCs and they understand exactly what is happening with the heart and what terms like intrinsic rate means and what does it mean when the QRS complex is wide, you know, what is the patient feeling? And they understand. They get it and they love to see, and I love to see them talk to each other and say, oh, no, no, this looks abnormal. This looks normal. There's nothing more uh, rewarding. And then they understand. So the creed reminds them that, yes, everything that we do affects our patients. And so we have to make sure that we're studying like the late, you know, I, I was saying Quizlet is my best friend. <laughs> um, You know, back in the old days, it was a ring on flashcards. I mean, the ladies are too young for that, but Greg, (laughs) you might remember. But now there's flashcards on, on this Quizlet is absolutely amazing they can just study anywhere I mean they always have their phone right so they can study anywhere and once those tests come they're just flying through colors and it's so rewarding every year we learn more and more uh, uh, and we gain more tools to help the students be successful but there's nothing better than them actually looking at you and saying I understand I get exactly what's happening with the patient's heart, which happens to be my favorite system.
3: <laughs> well, Miss Lopez, um, I think me and Miss Edis might have been the last year where we did have the flashcards on the ring. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we did use those. Can you I still have <laughs> mine too. <laughs> me too. I love can
0: it. you guys tell us I what? It, it. Can you tell us what it was like though when you were in high school and all of a sudden you came to this program called JTED and you had to wear these red scrubs? What did that feel like? Putting those on and walking in.
3: It's hard to even like think back to that. (laughs) Right. right? Um, But I remember I was scrolling back to my very first like Instagram post the other day and um, I had a screenshot of the email that I got from JTED saying that I was like, that I was accepted into the MA program and I thought it was cool enough to post on my Instagram (laughs) when I was 16 years old. So that was pretty cool. Um, But I just remember... A lot of us were classmates, and our teacher was actually our HCF teacher, so we felt really comfortable. Um, I think walking in with her, but it was it was really exciting walking in that first day, yeah, in our red scrubs and our white shoes, and yeah, it was super. What do, what do you
1: remember? I just remember, I think we all kind of became really, really close. Um, I still, I know I still talk to some of our friends and, you know, just, we came so close knit because we were together for five hours a day for four days a week. Yeah. Our class was five hours long back in the day, back in the day. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I mean, it was just so nice to have, you know, people with the same mindset and being, you know, Hey, like we want to be medical assistants and we want the same goal.
3: We have uh, the actually. same goal. We were all equally motivated to get to the end and get certified. And yeah, I mean, the friends that you make in this class are your lifelong friends. I, Absolutely. yeah, I mean, my maid of honor in my wedding was the best friend that I made in HCF and, and followed into medical assisting.
0: And we were in one of your uh, parent nights and there was a dad there and he was letting every student poke him. I think Amazing. Been, I think it was like a pincushion. <laughs> but, you know, it just <laughs> spoke to the fact that. We really did see it that your classes really do become family
3: mm-hmm. they yes. do yes and sure. they're all there for each other and they motivate each other and they quiz each other even i have i yeah. walked in on my students one time
1: and they were just sitting there you know during the break and they're testing each other on terminology
0: <laughs> tell us a little bit about what makes the ideal ma student what attributes you know when you see a student come in you think oh you really are in the right place that you have the qualities that we're looking for in the ma program
3: uh, i would say punctual <laughs> being, being on time um, definitely like turning your stuff in on time um, being organized um, being having good communication skills uh, being helpful to your classmates just like we were talking about i mean For everyone to be successful in class, everybody has to work together. You're not going to sign those pokes off your sheet if you're not working together. Um, So it's really just teamwork and, you know, work, like working together. That's like the main thing in being on time.
2: They really do learn. They really, yeah, on time is big. open, Open mind. Having an open mind that, you know, yes, this is what textbooks teach you, but be prepared just in case this might happen. And and the students are very supportive of one another. I think we're really good about instilling that if they don't trust each other, it's not going to work. Absolutely. Uh, And the only way to trust each other is you got to stay on task. you got to study because if I don't feel like Ms. Vaughn has studied and she's coming at me with a needle, that's going to get all the learning stops. And right. so I think that we instill that, that trust and that everybody's here for the same reason. So in order for us to be successful, we have to make sure we're on task, we're on time, we're ready to work and no one gets hurt and we learn what we're supposed to learn. So when we go in the field, our patients receive the best care ever because that's our Goal is to deliver exemplary health care to our patients. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right. And, and Ms. Edison and Ms. Vaughn, you spoke about your externship and the power of a. the success rate of our students. Really, they don't fail. I typically ask you know, teachers, what do you do to help the student who's struggling? But I mean, your success rate is off the charts. So Ms. Lopez, can you tell us a little bit about how you have such a high success rate for the students who go through the MA program and their externships, I think the hiring rate is astronomical. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Our students um, are very prepared when they go to these clinical sites. We've um, instilled in them the importance of um, delivering healthcare that is the best for the patients, but we also try to keep in mind that they have to have Put themselves in the patient's situ- in the patient's place. Um, remember that that could be someone's aunt, that could be your aunt, that could be your uncle, that could be your little grandfather. And so, I think that reminding them to turn the tables for just a second. And remembering that that's a person behind that needle, they take it very serious and and they want to treat every patient that comes across them with patience and understanding and most importantly, accuracy and professionalism because if not, then we delay care. And so if we constantly throw out how important medical assisting as I do, I, I tell them you don't realize how important your role is. No matter what anyone tells you, what you do does affect the patient's life. From bringing them into the room, weighing them and taking their vital signs, that is essential. That's why it's called the vital sign. It gives the physician a snapshot of what we can't see and, and it could lead to more testing or remain, okay, you're doing good, everything is on time, you know, you're monitoring, we're monitoring you well but the patient's truly understanding the effect of if we don't give the best care people get hurt and nobody wants to do that patient. No, no person wants to be responsible for a patient getting hurt, but having the love of medical assisting, like I will talk it over and anyone who's ever met me will say, I will tell you that medical assistant is the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, as a young person, when I started this 20 something years ago, years ago, (laughs) (laughs) And we're all nodding in our, our heads in agreement. Yes. <laughs> right. And so I I think I I come in every day with excitement, yes, it's gonna be hard because you're dealing with people's lives. We're not making tacos, you know? We're not making hot dogs. We're dealing with people's lives. So what we do affects a human being. And take pride in that. Be prideful. And I think that's where I love to insert the creed because it says I take pride in what I do. Um, I take it very serious, the, the trust that is given to me, the confidence that the physician feels. Because you're helping a doctor that has worked his or her entire life to become a physician. And you're a part of that team. Who doesn't want to be a part of that? I want to be a part of that. I mean, that's a, it's exciting. It's amazing. And if I were to do it all over again, I'd do it the same. I would do it exactly the same. Most definitely. So I bring that excitement. You will love it. It'll be hard. Yes, I'm not going to lie. And there'll be days that you're going to cry, but you're going to love it. I promise you, you're going to feel so rewarded and so fulfilled while you're going to college, you know, instead of working at Taco Bell. I'm not like Taco Bell, but why not work with people that think like you and, and, and want good patient care and want to be a part, even if you're a part of that patient's life for three minutes and you made them smile, you made a difference and that's what it's about making a difference in people's lives. And there's, I think that that's the most rewarding thing. I tell them every day, it's going to be great. Yes, it's going to be hard, but it's going to be great because if it was easy, anybody could do it. Look how awesome you are. They Where you're at incredible. You should pat yourself on the back. Yes. Every day, I, yeah. When they draw, when they get a draw, I make a big deal. I'm like, Woo! <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time, I make a big deal. So I mean, I celebrate the smallest little little uh, accomplishments from getting that blood pressure right on point. Um, We celebrate it. We make a big deal. We even do the golf clap sometimes. Like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) so we try to make it as fun and interactive, but remind them that it's so rewarding and you can go so far with your medical assisting. You can or decide to never use it. But the skills you will have forever and the memories and the growth that you that the young people did that's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. Most definitely.
3: Yes. I agree with Miss Lopez. Like what she was saying. I always, I always say I have to be comfortable sending you out because what if, I, I mean, I have babies. What if you work where my babies go to the doctor? So I have to trust that you know what you're doing, that you know to use the right needle size and I have to make sure that you know that 100% before I let you go out there in the field. And what's really funny is uh, one of my past students works at my kid's pediatrician's office. <laughs>
0: so it's very Yes. Yeah. And
3: she gives yeah. my kids their shots every time. And it's so funny. She won't even be the one to room them, and she'll come in to do the shots. And I'm like, oh, they make you be the bad guy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yes, all the babies hate me. <laughs> but I mean, it is. And, and that, makes it so uh-huh. that makes it so real. That makes it so real that that student that i had works with my babies like yeah. that, that's how real it is
0: okay and we're gonna wrap up here i think we've learned a lot about each of you but tell us anything in the final minutes about uh, what you would like your future students to know about you and your class
3: i'll let you start miss edis
1: <laughs> um i don't um well just about me i guess um you know, I went through the JTED program and um, when I worked at El Rio, you know, I was kind of the baby of the group and, you know, working with all these adults, it was kind of intimidating, but I feel like that really got me out of my shell. And now I'm back at JTED and even my kids yesterday, they were like, Mercedes, why are you back at JTED? I'm like, because I love JTED. Like I went to school, I went to work, uh, I, now
3: I'm back. I was like, I love it. I loved it so much. I didn't want to leave.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um,
3: yeah. I mean, I think the main thing that I want my students to know about me is I will go to the ends for you, but you, you gotta, you gotta put in the work too. Like I will make sure that I do whatever you need to get to that finish line, but you gotta meet me halfway. And then if you do, it'll be awesome. Yeah, and have that self-motivation. Cause I feel like, you know, especially during COVID times, you
1: know, these kids have been mostly online and uh-huh. um, now that they're in person, they, they lose that motivation. They're like, Oh man, why, why do I really need this? And I just, you know, I try to motivate my kids as much as I can, but they also need to do that internally. And, you know, being online and coming back in person, it's, it's all brand new again, but you know just readjusting. And I think that's even part of being a medical assistant, just having that adaptability
3: skills and being able to flow, go with the flow. Because <laughs> medicine is a constant change and everywhere that you work is going to be completely different than the place before.
2: yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I agree with the and it's constant. Uh, I try to bring a positive, I like, I like to be kind of a, I like to joke a lot with the kids and try to kind of get on their level. I even listen to some of the music, which I tell that I'm kind of old now because I'm like, what? (laughs) 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 but I try to, you know, let them know like, yeah, I get it. I understand, you know, I understand where you guys are coming from, but we are here. Like as they say, we're here for a good time, but not for a long time. You're going to have a, good time you're going to learn so much you're going to grow and it's going to be hard but I promise you it's going to be so rewarding you're going to be so proud of yourself and every day will be an adventure and I want my kids to be open-minded because one day I might pretend that the clinic is all paper and then one day I might say oh we're back online, so we have to make sure that they're able to adjust at any given flip of the switch, as we know how times have been these past couple of years, right? We're like, okay, what's today happening like? <laughs> so it's kind of the same way with medicine. When you walk in the door, okay, what's going to happen today? You know, what's my schedule look like? What are my patients look like? I'm going to mentally prepare myself for this day. Um, and that's how we want them to feel, too. That it is a safe place for them to learn, um, and they will learn a lot but um, we are excited to teach them the world of medical the profession of medical assisting we are proud to teach them the professional medical assisting and hopefully if they don't stay MA lifers they make it something so big and incredible that it affects their lives forever and I just every day I tell them medical assistants are at the heart of medicine without us it wouldn't be as great that's for sure Good
0: way to end it. Yeah, Thank you all so much. And, you know, if you're a prospective student and you'd like to learn more about our programs or get a tour of our programs, just contact us anytime online at www.pimajted.org. And I'd like to thank our engineer, Michael Candaras. I'm Greg Deanna. Uh, we appreciate you being a prospective student of Pima JTED and feel free to learn more about us. We look forward to serving you in the future and helping you do what you love in high school.